Yo, what's up? Chris, where you at, man? Yo, I'm on the way, right? Look, yo, we got to shoot the show, man. Do not be late. Yo, I'm literally in the Uber right now. You're not in the Uber. You're, you're going to be late. <laughs> I am in the Uber. Why you're always late, brother. You're Let's go. Feast your eyes, them boys is here. King and Christian, you know we making noise this year. Relatively speaking, we a couple of greats. You know I'm down to rap, but it ain't up for debate. We had enough of the hate from you internet trolls. You see the names, man, just give us the throne, cause it's on. And come we on. got something to say, it's gonna be something to see. Now it's a family gathering, you should RSVP. Now let's One go. young fly, flashy, living his life. The other tucking in the kids, standing with the wife. Whether it's nine to five or knee deep in the game. How could they be so different, but one and the same? This Pacino, De Niro. Stock them alone. Ideas, jokes, and wisdom off the top of the dome. And come we on. got something to say. It's gonna be something to see. Now it's yeah. a family gathering. You should RSVP. Now let's MJ go. MJ or LeBron? Woo. Is it Nas or Sean? Woo. Everybody looking for the greatest of all time. Entertainment, sports, faith, political views. Curators of the culture that's bigger than views. Uh, let's have a real discussion. Yeah. We ain't concealing nothing. Yeah. Who'd have thought the nephew and uncle now is really brother? We got something to say. It's gonna be something to see. Now it's a family gathering. You should RSVP. Now let's go. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Woo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to RSVP, Relatively Speaking Video Podcast. I am one of your hosts, King. It's your boy, Christian. Uh, obviously, we have been doing these for 10 Episodes episode now. 10. This is episode ten. This is our season finale of season one. It's been a good season. Uh, it's been a pretty interesting season. We had a lot of conversations and uh, a lot of discussions. Yes, sir. Uh, a lot of stuff that we agreed on. A lot of stuff that we had difference of opinions on. Some stuff lighthearted. Some stuff a little heavy. Yeah, we went a little heavy in the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, and then we kind of switched it up. Went a little lighthearted. Uh, and for this season finale, what I wanted to do was something a little different. Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of have a topic yes we kind of have a topic mm -hmm. uh, but normally what we try to do before the show is we try to get all of our stats and all of our information mm -hmm. and all of that type of stuff together and we don't want to make it so scripted you know but we do kind of want to have a flow and a mm -hmm. consistency to what yes, we're talking yes, about sir. Uh, but on this season finale what we decided to do is we just decided to give you guys a raw conversation. Yeah. We don't really know where this is going to go. We don't really know how this is going to go. This is more so just an in-depth, behind-the-scenes type of feel on what we believe and what we think mm -hmm. on a particular subject that has faced us, uh, not just as believers, but just humans yeah. all together. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about waiting until you get married to have sex. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's a conversation that is very prevalent in the Christian community, in the religious community. Uh, the broken hearted and, community. Yeah, it's just yeah. a really touchy situation because a lot of people have a lot of questions on how to even date these days and what to do and how far to go and so forth and so on and it just puts you in such a you know such a peculiar situation uh and especially when it comes to sex because this revelation hit me years ago 
Talk to me. That I shared with a few people, and I bring it up a lot because when you talk about the great fall of men, uh, majority of the time, it's behind some booty. The great falls. The of greatest men. of falls. The greatest of falls. Greatest of falls come from the greatest of draws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that it is a. I mean, it is like just this anchor. Yeah. Uh, speaking of great men, mm -hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King. One of the greatest men. One of the greatest, one of the most inspirational figures in any community. I ain't just talking the black community. I'm talking about this the man. Human race. It's, it's human race. Yeah. But. They say he had a couple extramarital affairs. That twiz got him. It, it's 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 pull. Yeah. It's pull. Right. Every, every man is susceptible. Every man is susceptible. Uh, your man Adam. Which Adam? The first man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no last name Adam. Got you. In the Garden of Eden. He ain't cheat on his wife, Betty. No, I'm just talking about the the. I'm oh, talking the, the, the power of the feminine perspective. Yeah, I'm talking about the power of that thing that we cannot seem to resist. Yeah. Uh, where men cheat, where men, you know, they, they just break all sorts of rules and, and things like that. Um, and so in the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. Eve gave Adam the fruit to eat. And I think that it is particularly important to point out that at the time she gave it to him, she was butterball naked. <laughs> She's naked the whole time. I'm just saying, my wife bring me something naked, I'm eating it. That's all I'm saying, and that's how we fail. But uh, <laughs> they didn't even know they was naked. No, nah, I'm just. Uh, but she and, was naked. But she was naked. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, when we talk about this great fall and we talk about this pool, one of the things that the revelation that I had was that sex is the one sin that cannot be a sin depending on your circumstances. It's the one sin that's not a sin forever. If you're a believer, if this is what you believe in, sex is the one sin that, depending on your circumstances, is whether or not it's a sin or not. That's, it's the only one. It's the only one. Yeah. All the other ones, you ain't never supposed to do. Never. You ain't never supposed to kill, steal, cover your neighbor's wife and all that stuff. That's never good. Never. But. GTD, getting them draws. You're supposed to do that. Is that an acronym? GTD, you ain't seen Martin? GTD, ah! draws. Yeah. At some point in time, Ooh. you're supposed to get down with the get down. The Bible says, "Be fruitful and multiply," ladies and gentlemen. And they talking about getting busy. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just want to be clear on that. That's um, funny. But yeah, so I think that that's one of the reasons why it is such a heavy pull because it is a natural <laughs> thing to do. Yes. This is a natural act. And so uh, me being married, I'll go ahead and tell my testimony of how I didn't wait. Okay. No, not at all. And there are a lot of people that don't wait. As a matter of fact, I did check one stat that I was able to look up, mm -hmm. uh, and they say one out of 30 couples successfully wait until they are married to have sex. And I'm not gonna say that it's impossible. 
I'm just going to say that if you meet him on Monday, you better be married by Thursday. <laughs> because, because Friday, I mean, it's going down. We talked we talk about, talk about this a little bit. And like I said, the conversation is going to go wherever it's going to go. But my initial thought is that waiting, that's not even, like, unless you're a believer, that's not even That's not even a standard of the culture. So that's not a standard for most people. It's just like whatever. Nobody I know. That's not a believer. Right. It's like that's a, even a thing. So is that just is, so that's just really a, a believer thing? That's just something that we put on I mean, ourselves. Why else would you not have sex unless you had a moral authority that you were answering to? That's a very good point. Uh, and so when we talk about the moral authority and we talk about where's mar where marriage came from, mm -hmm. I mean, outside of Christianity, can we really find uh, another? place that this marriage thing that we're talking Wait, about marriage? well the whole just marriage i mean because oh, okay. if we're going to talk about it we got to talk about what marriage is because you got a lot of people that have a lot of different views on marriage di di different views on marriage yeah. you got common law marriage you got religious marriages you got arranged marriage. you got arranged marriage you got all these different things and so it's like you know we got to kind of dig into where to draw the line and stuff like that. But my question to you, what I wanted to start out with, uh -oh. is that some people say that you don't buy a car unless you test drive it first. When it comes to marriage, do you think it's important? Because in marriage, sex is very important. In marriage, being having that vibe in the bed is important. It is. We can act like it's not important. I don't think Which is something acts, that people like that. in the church, I feel like they don't really talk about this enough. Listen. They're not honest about yeah, it. Yeah, they're not honest about it. Yeah. You know. But a wise man once said, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Anyway. Oh, I don't know how wise that man was. <laughs> I'd have to challenge his uh, wisdom on that one. No, but do you, what are your thoughts on I got, I got to, I got to, I got to test the waters before I got to dip my toe in there um, before I jump in the pool. All right. I got to see. All right. All right. Well, I got, I got two responses to that. Okay. One from a believer. I'll do one from a believer standpoint and one just as a. Keep it 100 with these peoples. All right. As a believer, you know what I mean? If your faith is in God and your trust is in God, uh -huh. and you believe that God is good, mm. then it's counterproductive to be a believer and to live by faith and think that God's going to have you in a marriage that won't satisfy you. That's more of a direct Ooh. exposition Ooh. of your faith than your relationship. Ooh. You don't trust God to fulfill it, and you think you could do a better job of choosing. First of all, choosing somebody based on sex is... Retarded. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that, cause kinda. No, I'm just playing. I was just playing. Bro, it's retarded. <laughs> cause it could be crazy, and, and a lot of times it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna get old. And if any man is being honest, say that again though, because I don't think a lot of people understand. It's gonna get old. It's I, the baddest girl in the world, the most attractive man in the world. I can't speak for women, cause they a little different. So let me yeah, speak for them. The I, baddest girl in the world is gonna get old. The, the, this is human nature. The craziest phenomenon to me is that the the thrill or the allure of 
of cheating or women is the curiosity, is the newness. It's the newness. It ain't even a it ain't even a comparison of this person versus my person. It's this is new. Yeah, I never you can cheat with somebody raggedy. Raggedy. It happens all the time. But because it's new, it's like, ah oh, man. It's so just... that's the first thing. As a believer, do you trust God to be able to satisfy you? Good things should follow you all the days of your life. I do. So I, I just believe that he wouldn't have me in a raggedy man. So let's talk about do you trust God on that for a second because I do want to touch on that point. I do because... want to get my human race answer too, though. Yeah, we want to hear that. Okay. But on that trust God. I want, I want people to understand, especially believers out there, all right, that if your trust is 100% in God, then when you test drive, you're now taking matters into your own hand. 100%. We just have to accept this. We got to understand this. Yeah. So if you're, walking around, in, yeah, if you're yeah. walking around like, I got to know what I'm getting into, I got to know what I'm getting into, all right, then you're kind of taking matters into your own hand. What do you What do you know? Let's just start there. Like, what do but, you actually know? But I'm curious. You don't know anything. Because I'm curious because huh, would God, in his infinite wisdom, have you in a relationship where the sex is not amazing to prove some other point or, 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 or have some other testimony. No, that, doesn't, or, that doesn't sound or, like my God. That doesn't sound like okay, my so God. You, so you feel like every position, every, everything that every he puts. Every, <laughs> every position we're he puts you in. in huh? No, I'm just saying. Okay. So you believe that every position that God's put you in in life, it's, there, there's no times where it's, it's not fun. It's not, it's not satisfying. It's not a trying of your faith. To work your patience? Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think marriage, I don't think marriage can be used. I don't think God would use a marriage in that way. A marriage is such a, a serious. He's God. His thoughts are not our thoughts. I'm not saying that I know. I'm giving right. my opinion. I'm just saying, I don't you know, know at all. He his, might do it. His thoughts but, are not but, our but thoughts. The Bible, does say, not our the Bible does say when a man and woman are married, they become one flesh. Yes. So that that's a that's a that's an area that that is not to, that, you know two things are becoming one. Mm for a purpose. Yeah. And that purpose is not just to teach you an individual lesson. It's a it's a combined purpose for the two of you. But is the purpose is is sexual satisfaction part of the purpose? Well I will say this. I will say this. A big part and I'm not a virgin. A big surprise, part <laughs> a big part of of sexual satisfaction uh -huh. as I think back is how much I love the person. Really? To me. So you ain't so, never been with somebody you ain't loved that just knew how to, just knew. Yeah, but that, just, that's what I'm saying. That's gonna get old. Of course. If I love the person, one, if I love the person, we're willing to develop that together. We okay. should be willing to develop that should together. Should be. Right. But we gotta keep this, because you said you had a humane answer. And this together. is my humane answer. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta buy the milk before you, before you, before, you gotta taste the milk before you buy the cow. My answer would be, it depends on the car. You got to test drive the car before you get the car? What kind of car are we talking about? Because if it's a Bentley and I'm getting a good deal, let's sign the papers. All right? I got to taste the food before I order it. What restaurant are we at? Oh, I trust the chef in the back of a five-star joint. So some of you need to check. 
Where you eating at? Where you eating at? <laughs> and some of these used cars, we'll kick back on you. Yeah, buddy, we're going to talk about it. You'll be all right. Like I said, we don't know where this is going to go, but it's going. We'll be right back. It's RSVP. To listen and view Relatively Speaking video podcasts, subscribe to the YouTube channel, RSV Podcasts, also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Join the RSV Podcast Facebook group to join in on the conversation. Love the classic movies? Well, 24 Flicks has you covered. You can watch some of your favorite movies and TV shows you've known and loved. Watch anytime and anywhere and as many times as you want. Simply go to 24flicks.com and start watching now. 24 Flicks is your home for unlimited, family-friendly, on-demand videos. gentlemen we are back yes sir uh talking about something very serious but for some reason with us too it just always <laughs> seems to turn comical we tend to, uh and i think that's kind of a gift to be able to have such serious conversations yeah. but to be able to find a way to laugh yeah. uh in some of it and today we're actually talking about the whole waiting until you get married to find out what's going on in the sweet balloons. <laughs> Sweet by and by. We gotta know what's going on. Um, And I think that, um, so let me ask you this. Okay, based on the not actually, you know, not actually going all the way, do you feel like some sort of discussion about it? I mean, how far do we go into this? Do we even need to talk about it? Are we taking things into our own hands? Are we not? I mean, like, what do we do? So when you go to a lot of Christians do premarital counseling, yes. they want to talk about things and they want to get some counseling before they go into the actual marriage. Yeah, I've never Should've. experienced this. You've, you've done this. I've done some premarital counseling, but I can tell you right now in the premarital counseling, we don't talk about certain things. Really? Yeah. I would just think y'all would be talking about everything. I would want to talk about everything, but you don't really talk about everything. And I guess maybe I have a line that, you know, I'm thinking one way, and then, you know, maybe because so of hold professionalism. What are y'all talking about the premarital counseling? I mean, we talk about, like, you know. Budgeting. Yeah, budgeting and stuff like that. Y'all talk about sex? I mean, obviously we talk about sex, but what I'm saying is we don't really get into the... I mean, we don't really get into the nitty gritty. Of like what's expected. Yeah, we don't really get into that. Right. We don't really get into that. That needs to be got into. And I feel like, does that need to be got into? That needs to be got into. Okay. (laughs) We need to get into this. Okay. Get into it. Let us break. (laughs) But listen, should that be a discussion? (coughs) Should we be talking about, yo, do you do oral? Uh, Should we be talking, like, do you understand what I'm saying? And is this a conversation? We're stillness just came over the room just now. <laughs> <laughs> and is this is a discussion that, you know, for some of us men, we are a little bit more open. Yeah. 
to this type of discussion. This is just locker room talk. Right? Yeah, this is kind of locker room talk. Right. You know, grab about it. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> but you got your wife or your future wife sitting there, and it's like, are we getting into these details? Do we need to sit and say, yo, do you like it like this? Are you down for this? I would say that's unwise. Only unwise? I would, I would make sure they heard you. That's I would say it's unwise. Unwise. We're, we're not in the in the wrong context. Okay. If y'all at the crib and y'all watching Netflix and y'all start talking about it, start talking about it. It could lead. It could lead to it. And I will tell you. Show me you what this, you're talking I'll, about. Give me examples. <laughs> and I will tell you this, ladies. I will tell you this, ladies. One of the tricks of men, and I'll give y'all this. Uh oh. Is we will we will throw certain stuff out. Uh oh. Especially early in the early in the early in the relationship. Can we put like a little disclaimer that he is breaking man law at this moment, right down there? We throw the law Christian out is breaking man law. Early in early in the conversation to see how far you're willing to go with the conversation, and we make judgments based off of it. So I think in the proper context, I don't know. I hope they caught that. That's facts. Because I'm gonna tell y'all right now, uh, and I'm not facts. proud of this, but we will let you we will let you whore yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now. All right, we'll think we'll think certain things about you afterwards, but we will, you know, we will Ooh. we will bring the the steak out. We will bring the meat out on the platter, <laughs> 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 and, we, and we will see because we talk about things like uh, having sex on the first date, you know, like the first date. And it's like, man, that relationship's probably going nowhere. And and women don't realize that we'll let that go down. Uh, men will. I'm saying men. Oh, I'm not men, saying, yeah, men will let that go down. Yeah, that's going to drastically change our perspective. It will you. dress, and I don't think they know that. Zero to hundred. I don't think quick. they. I think they think when well, we was in it together, yeah, we, yeah, we was, but. But we two different people. Yeah, we looking for. We're actually, ladies, believe it or not, a lot of us men are. Men are hunter gatherers. Yes, and we are actually looking uh, for, I'm not going to put it all on women because they're going to kill us for this, but we're actually looking for some women to kind of set some standards, to kind of see. We're literally looking for women to set some standards. Yeah, we are. I'm telling you right now, the women who set standards with me are the women who get the furthest with me. Yes, absolutely. The ones that just let us do whatever we want to do, however we want to do, whatever women we want to do. let you do whatever, whatever, whatever. They might get your time. Yeah, ladies and, and gentlemen. Women Mm. This is getting deep. Woo! Women often confuse time for intentionality. Oh my gosh. Cause I'm giving I didn't you, even know we was going here. I don't this. even know where this is going. Oh, like, Just because I give you my time doesn't mean I'm giving you my intentionality. Uh, okay. And a lot of times, someone who sets standards may not be given as much time, time. because they aren't catering to you, Ooh. but they are at a higher standard, oh, a higher level on the, on the chopping block. And when we're talking about marriage, we're talking about longevity. Longevity. So you got to start thinking a little further down the line, what type of precedent yeah. do I want to set? And if we're talking longevity, what part of our relationship are we building that's sustainable? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're talking about sex before marriage, mm. right? Uh, and yes, we get into a lot of deep stuff, but men are carnal. Women are carnal. Women are carnal. We got this flesh that we live in. 100%. And this flesh gets to talking. It get the screaming. I don't know if that flesh started talking to you on late Friday night after a couple of 
hen and cokes or whatever it is that you may uh, indulge in. That flesh is external. <laughs> that means sitting right next to me talking to me. Uh, but there's a scene in a very popular movie mm -hmm. called New Jack City. Come on, Doc. Where Pookie. Keep calling me. He say, man, he keep calling me. I want a kick, but he keep calling me, man. I don't know what to do. And uh, Shout out Chris Rock for that performance. Yeah, that was, he should have got an Oscar for that. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, but when it comes <coughs> to this flesh, man, it be calling. Yeah. Uh, and we're trying to determine where's the line here. Mm -hmm. So you said it would be unwise to have the conversation at home alone. Uh, because obviously it could lead to different things. I mean, should you, you know, some people will say, should you even be home alone? I mean, this line gets pushed further and further to the point where it's like we don't know where to go with this stuff. Because you got some people that say, y'all shouldn't date alone. What is this? It's like how you do that. What is this, 1936? Like go out in groups and never be in this place alone. And, you know. I think there's some wisdom in some of that. But some of it. Should you kiss? Are you allowed to kiss? Can you kiss? Because kissing leads to, you know, when you get, listen, for, for, for the people out there, the older you get, the, 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 the time of progression speeds up in these things. Mm -hmm. When you become an adult and y'all start making out and kissing, it's like next levels, next levels, next levels. Like, you're not 33 years old just tongue kissing and be like, all right, movie was great, see I'll, you later. I'll let you Thursday. No, that's not really happening. Yeah. So do you kiss? How, I mean, how do you navigate through these waters of dating I think, with all of these different... I think this is one of the critical issues of the church. Whoosh. Is that we try to put black and white standards uh -huh. on human beings. Ooh. The truth of the matter is, we're all at different maturity levels, we're all at different experience levels, we're all at different exposure levels. So I can't put a rule for all of humanity based on my weakness. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. That's what the church does, that's what a lot of leaders do, a lot of pastors do, because they have a weakness, they make that the new law. Ah. So that now nobody in here can do that because I can't handle it. Ah. When, when, when what that really does is it takes the, the responsibility off of you to coach your relationship with God and, and with the Spirit and for Him to tell you what you can handle and what you can't handle and for you to exercise some responsibility. Now, I do think the real issue here when we're talking about sex is not even sex. What's the issue? What's the issue? This is, this is my bottom line. <laughs> the real issue is lust. Man, he just opened up a can of worms with that one right there, boy. Boom! The real issue, you the, Bible talk about says, this now. the Bible says all that's in the world mm. is lust, lust again, and pride. So everything that you're dealing with, every issue, every sin can be traced to one of, the, one of these two things. Mm. The issue is, the Bible says we're drawn away by our own lust. Jeez. Then when lust has fully enticed, it brings forth sin. So to what I understand that to be is fornication is just a result of an, an existing lust. Okay. So if you didn't exercise it through fornication, you would exercise your lust through another medium. Okay. So the real issue is we have to deal with the lust that's inside of us. The lust is that is that sinful desire, that strong desire. And lust manifests in different ways. 
It does. So that's the real issue here, man. Nelson's Illustrated Bible Dictionary uh, describes fornication as sexual relationships outside the bonds of marriage, mm. or a broad term describing any relations, other any relations, than, any relations other than that of a husband and wife. And when, when they say relations, obviously they're speaking about sex. Right. I mean, that's the word they're using. So homosexuality, cohabitation, casual relationships, prostitution, adultery, bestiality, etc. If you are not husband and wife and you are engaging in sex, that's what they describe as fornication. They threw, co they threw cohabitation in there? They threw cohabitation in there. And you have... Okay, so through a certain length of cohabitation in certain states... There is a common law marriage. Which is weird. Y'all been living together this long? Y'all married. Y'all married. That's strange. Does that circumvent this sex before marriage thing? Ooh, that's heavy. Is it, can, can we say, listen, we common law married. We common law married. Or do I have to stand up in front of a judge, in front of a priest, in front of a preacher, say I do, say these vows? Where these vows come from? Did these vows come from church? Are we making our own vows? Where, where, does, where does all this stuff come in? What is man-made? What is God saying on this? How do we do this? Because common law marriage, if I'm married, I'm married. I'm married. I'm married. Really and know, when does the common really law marriage kick in? When, you know, do we start smashing when the state common law marriage kicks in? Does the piece of paper make us marriage? Married? I think the, I think the commitment and the covenant before God makes you married. So you don't feel like you got to go down the aisle and do all that in front of everybody? No, you ain't got to do that. You just married? No, I ain't saying you just married. I'm saying you ain't got to go down the aisle. You can go to the courthouse and... I'm saying without doing any... big wedding to be married. Without doing any of these outward... Because the outward thing is just for... The people. The law. The law. Right. It's not really for me and you. So what are you saying? Could we just be at the house and call ourselves married? I'm trying to figure this. 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 this no, that's just weird. I'm trying to figure that's this out. That's just weird. I don't think you can, but I'm just saying. How do you even do this, that? Some people may. I mean, because some people may say, "What's the point of getting married?" I think. I think. The, Why we gotta I, get married? I think, I think marriage is not the title, but the commitment. When you get married. The Bible says, for this reason, said a man, leave his mother, leave his father. So now you are entering into a partnership, a life together where you're sharing bank accounts, you're sharing homes, you're eating together, you're living together, you're raising children together. That is that is marriage, not the sheet of paper. So you guys share bank accounts? I mean, whatever you decide to do within the confines of your marriage is up to you. Okay. I'm going to share bank accounts with my girl because... She makes a little bit more than me, but uh, <laughs> but but uh, I think Oprah. I think Oprah's a believer. I think Oprah believes in God. I hope she does. I think she does. She ain't married, is she? Not at all. Her statement been, been together for. They got to be common law by yeah, now. They went to James Brown first concert. But I don't think. I don't think. I don't think she putting them on the account. <laughs> I don't think Oprah's well, Oprah doing accounts that. is different. Yeah, you're yeah. not coming on this account. Nah. 
Uh, but I think this is a very interesting Same. conversation that we need to dive into. The marriage thing is good. To, yeah, let's come back to that. Yeah, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to define some lines. I don't know if we're gonna be able to. Obviously, guys, this is just our opinion based on the wisdom that we have acquired through yeah. the years, uh, and we're just trying to pass the discussion on to you guys. Don't forget to participate in the conversation. Join the RSVP podcast uh, Facebook group gotcha. as well as go on YouTube and subscribe and like the videos. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. It's To listen and view Relatively Speaking video podcasts, subscribe to the YouTube channel, RSV Podcasts, also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Join the RSV Podcast Facebook group to join in on the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the deep end of the pool on this episode here. We've been talking about waiting until you get married to have sex. Uh, We're going to lighten the mood a little bit here and go with one of our favorite segments, King's Common Sense Post of the Week. It's coming from Shannon again. What up, Shannon? out there and I don't know, I think she might be in Texas now. Shannon, congratulations on being pregnant with twins. Congrats. Ooh, two boys. And I'm not gonna tell you if she's married or not. (laughs) Uh, But she sent us this and it says, uh, don't you hate when teachers used to confiscate your phone? Hated that, dog. Hated that, man, that kind of sucks. But as you can see, Spell car confiscate coffin skate coffin coffin skate, skate. as in a dead person uh, skating. Do I guess I don't know what is going on here. Accidental coffin contact. Co- it's it's making me say the word wrong yeah. because of the way that it's spelled. Like I can't even really say confiscate yeah. the, the way it's supposed to be. But don't y'all hate that coffin skate? Uh, that's horrible. I don't know if y'all seen, but they got the new pallbearers. <laughs> Well, once they get outside, they just throw your coffin on some skates and you slide right to the right to the hearse. It's a whole Ladies new business. business. Uh, a whole new world out here. As a matter of fact, they don't even have Paul Bears no more. They just got some guy named Paul and some guy named Barry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how they're doing it now. So apparently you can't carry a coffin unless that's not your name. <laughs> Shannon, you got another twenty dollars, so that's two twenty dollar gift cards coming to you yeah. uh, for the boys. You owe, you owe us some junior yeah. making cheese. Go, go get the kids some shoes or something. But we talking about marriage and the waiting and the sex and the, I, 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 you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but it's good for the ratings. Do you plan on waiting? That's definitely the goal. 100% that's the goal. You know what? That was my goal. And I kind of want to talk about when we have these goals, right? Because mm-hmm. we really want to do this, but it doesn't always seem to work out the way that we want it. Like our plan, because uh, I can tell you right now, um, you remember this. This was my thing uh, that I was trying to wait. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, I was trying to wait. It was like, man, I really want to, you know, I really want to do it the right way. Yeah. Um, and, you know. I remember when you sat us down and told us Noah was coming. Yeah, it was, like, it was like, I'm trying to do it the right way. I'm trying to hold off. And 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 it just it, it didn't work yeah. in either cases, yeah. um, and so uh, you know that's such a tough thing, uh, and we're just trying to figure out uh, where to draw these lines, how to come up with this, 
And so I asked about the kissing. Do you think it's okay to kiss before you're married? I think it is. And you don't think that that could open the door to other things? I mean, I will say again, and to me this is it, bro. I mean, there's no way around this. People, especially believers, love rules. Love them. Because rules let you know how much wiggle room you got. Mm. Just give me the rules. What's the rules? And I'll, and I'll determine what I'm doing, how bad, what I'm, if my, what I'm doing is not that bad Ooh. based on the rules. Okay. It completely removes the responsibility to cultivate a relationship with God himself, to have the spirit of God inside you and listen to the internal wisdom and the internal thoughts that God gives you on how to handle your particular situation. Because we're not all under the same law anymore. I don't right. know if people know that. But Jesus came, so we all have a personal relationship. So for me, kissing is okay. For you, kissing might not be okay. There are things that are not okay for me that maybe you can handle. Nice. And that's how it is supposed to be. So I can't really give you a playbook or a rule book on how to live your life. Because like I said, we got different lives. And I'm just always going to tell you to put the responsibility on yourself to get to know yourself, where your insecurities are, what you can handle and what you can't handle. For me, am I going to kiss my girl before we get married? Of course I'm going to kiss my girl before we get married. Of course. I'm going to do that. Okay. I ain't having make-out sessions. I mean, that ain't even cool to me. Like. So, when you, so we talking about packs here and there? Yeah, I'm a little pack. You know, a little pack. <sighs> All right. You know what I mean, if you, I, 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 if you I'm, can, I'm not, if you can, I'm not big on making out. Limited. Uh, I'm a big make. I'm a big make out. See, we're, we're different. Yeah, we are different. So some people say that if you remove sex from a lot of marriages or relationships, the relationship would dissolve. I've heard that the sex is removed from a lot of marriages and relationships. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was the other way around. But they say this. They say that if you take sex out of the equation, that a lot of people won't even have nothing in common. They won't have nothing to talk about. They won't have nothing to do. And so some people say, listen, I'm not going to engage in sex because I don't want that to cloud my judgment or my decision in the relationship because sometimes the sex can make the judgment extremely cloudy. Yeah, I call that, I've, I've heard a preacher call that intimacy before information. Mm. So if you if you if you experience intimacy before getting information, it definitely clouds the judgment. Then once you start getting information about somebody, you okay. might see, dang, this is not somebody I want to be intimate with. But now your flesh is already conditioned to that, and it results in just long periods of weirdness where you're in relationships that you don't even want to be in. Can but, you get the information with the intimacy? It's hard. That's a great. Question. It's hard to do because the the intimacy clouds your judgment. Because so, you won't cloud nine in the intimacy stages. So the information, so so we got to start putting ourselves in a situation where we are uh, separating the two. Yes. And I have to be informed about somebody before I can be intimate with them. And do you believe ultimately? Because we got to bring this home. Do you believe that ultimately? That is why God set that standard to not have sex before marriage. I mean, obviously, he's got more wisdom than we do. Obviously, he's way ahead of the game than we are. So in his infinite wisdom, is he saying, listen, guys, because I know that when you start smashing, 
your vision gets really blurry. Your emotions get involved. Your emotions get involved, and you're not really making the best decisions, because I can tell you right now, you know, 90% of my worst decisions in life has been made when I was at my horniest. Right. Right? Right. It's like, oh, yeah, we just about to go That's with this. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so... I'm just going to drive to San Diego. Right yeah, it's just Damn. happening. It's just happening. <laughs> like... Oh, that's where you live? Bad. On the way. I'm on my way. Gas up the pace. Uh, and I'm talking about plane tickets. I'm talking about gassing up the car. Crazy. I'm talking about spending crazy money. Crazy. Uh, just for some twins. And then how dumb. You know what's actually the greatest phenomenon to me? What's up? After the act is finished. I don't want no parts of How your dumb existence. do you feel? <laughs> like, you don't even want the person next to you. Who are you? Why so are you here? I think, to answer your question, I think God's infinite wisdom, that's definitely part of it. I think God's infinite wisdom is always best case scenario. Best case scenario is don't have sex. Why? Because your emotions get involved. Gotcha. Uh, you start behaving unintelligently. Gotcha. It develops insecurities in you when now you're trying to live up to somebody else's standard and keep right. up with standards of the world. Uh, let's just cut down to the nitty gritty. Uh, you avoid a lot of sexually transmitted diseases yeah. when you abstain from having sex. True. Uh, let's cut down to the nitty gritty. The whole point of having sex, and you referenced it in the, in the beginning, yes, it feels good. Yes, it's a good thing for married people to do. The whole point of it it's procreation. The whole point? Not Would you say 100% of the point? I think that's, yeah, I think that's 100% of the point. So we only supposed to smash to repre to. That was the original commandment, was be fruitful and multiply. So every time we smash, we supposed to be trying to have a baby? You, you're supposed, that's supposed, no, no. I hope not. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not true. Okay. But it is the intention of sex. It is the end all to be all. It's the end all be all. Okay. And God's goodness, he made it enjoyable for us because yeah. he's a good God. I mean, he's but amazing. We, but we don't, we're, we're not the only creatures. Can we just go ahead and say that that is the best invention? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I am going to say, I am going to say that we're not the only creatures that have sex. Right. That's what I'm saying, bro. So it's, 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 it's the natural order of things for, for, for sex to be part of procreation. So I think in God's infinite wisdom, he's like, yo, don't do that before you're married. Don't do that before you're ready because you're going to, you're going to, you, you're susceptible to diseases. You might have a child out of wedlock, which is going to throw off your whole your life and your purpose and your vision. Then it just messes up relationships with people around you. Now you don't like this person. You can't be around this person. You can't be in a room with these people. That whole thing, let's just avoid that whole thing. This is a way easier way. So what would you say to the married <laughs> couple that has a unsatisfactory sex life. Got to spice it up, man. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta do some new things. I mean, I'm I'm saying, what if it? You gotta get the, out the box. I mean, for your for your spouse. What you gotta jump? The, you gotta get out the box. What if the mechanics ain't there? What if you know the mechanics? I, I, yeah, well, like, what if you know, <laughs> like, what if the mechanics ain't there? What if uh, he he don't you know he don't add up. Oh, you know, what if the, what, it's structurally not sound? Yeah, he's structurally not there. You know, that's because tough. when you wait that's tough. to get married, <laughs> yeah. okay, uh, I have personally heard females say, yeah. this guy does everything. I've heard this too. I've heard this. I mean, he is amazing. The way he treats me. He loves my kids. He loves my kids. He brings Takes me. He got money. But when we get in the room, that's a problem. It's just not there. It's just not there. He's small. He don't go long. You know, I mean, what do we do? Do we 
introduce toys? Do we, uh, are we, because, you know, the marriage bed is undefiled. That bed undefiled. Right? Meaning we can bring all the stuff in here. Is that what that means? That means we can bring I mean. the handcuffs and everything. Oh, that's cool. All right. So what, what do you say to these people that say, I waited? Man, you know what I would say to those people? I waited, Bro, and know, guess what? You know what I would say to those I people? I got the short end of the stick. <laughs> I drew the shortest <laughs> you know It's what not I, funny. You know what I would it's say not... on a serious note? You know I'm what I would say note. to those people, man? If you're in a situation like that, that is the perfect time. To talk to Jesus. I don't got the yes, answers for you, dog. To the Lord. I don't know what to tell you. Whew. Like, man, you got to cast those burdens. You got to get that thing to God, dog. Because I don't know what to tell you. That's tough. But we said we trusted. We said we going to trust. Remember we talked about We said to trust. Would God put us in a that's situation? That's what I'm saying. I think you see what I'm saying? I don't know. So it's like, did I choose the wrong one? Did I, did I do something wrong here? I would, I would have Be to say yes. But I waited. I waited. How can I choose the wrong one when I waited? I followed all the rules. It ain't about rules. It ain't about I, rules. But I followed the structure. I thought, you know, it's like I did everything that I was supposed to do. I did it when, you know, you, you, you got some people. I know this I might suck. be off topic, but to bring it on topic, you got some people that use that same relation when it comes to tithing. They say, I'm giving. I gave all my money. And now I'm evicted. What's going on, God? Why didn't what's happening? Which, okay, you tied ten percent. What you did with the ninety that you didn't evict? That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but I'm just saying you got. What I'm saying is, like that. what you I'm what saying is, I don't think that two people can be in love, both believers, both in the will of God, and it's impossible for them to satisfy each other. I can't believe that. I know people. Uh, they got to They not. They. They. they Use the minister. They got to get out the box. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, got to get out the box. That this conversation will come up again. It won't come up. I mean, it might come up on the show, but I can't wait for you to have to counsel some married couple and they I don't say. I want to do marriage counseling. I ain't married. But it, you can't. You can't put a limit on God. He might have you do it. I mean, All I'm saying is, I waited. I, I pay my tithes. I'm, I'm nice to people. I help old people across the street. I'm not soup kitchen. I'm listening. I'm on everything. I'm I, every all. Of, I'm checking them all. But in this <coughs> particular category, love my wife, love my husband. We in this. We waited. They just not being satisfied. And I got to the I got to the honeymoon suite, and there was no honey. It was just a moon. It was just boom. It was just. We just sitting there, bro, like this is it. And I'm tied to this forever. I think it's possible for them to satisfy each other. I just think it's possible. You call me crazy. I just think they got to talk about it. First of all, communication is key. Before or after? After. So you can't talk about this before? No, I'm not, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying what I was referencing was if you're feeling that way, like, man, I'm not being satisfied. Communicate with your spouse, and you guys should be willing to do whatever to rectify the situation. Would a woman be wrong if she said, how big is it before marriage? I need to know. That's a little inappropriate to me. That's inappropriate. Marriage. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about being together forever. This is talking what stage about are we at? Being open. What stage it's, are we at? It's, we, we're talking about getting married. We're talking about getting married, oh, no, bro. I, would, I wouldn't be thrown off by that. That's, you know, that's an intimate conversation at that stage. That's okay. I wouldn't be thrown off by that. I wouldn't judge that person. Listen, I need to know. I need to see it. 
I need to check for. If she talking like that, spots. that might give me a little red flag. Everything like, <laughs> good over there? You straight? I need to check for spots. <laughs> All right. Do you? Okay. So uh, I wouldn't judge that. I wouldn't judge that. So at that stage. So do you believe that it is okay to? Because this is where it's going. I'm telling you, the waters get murky. Should we share our results, sexual uh, STD results? Of course. Should we sit down and say, I clean, you clean. Of course. I don't got this, I don't got that. Yeah. So if we're going to do that, where do we stop? Where do we draw the line? I think you're looking for me to where give Where do we draw the line? I think you're looking, I'm not looking for you to give me an answer. I'm not looking for you to give me rules. I'm not looking for you and to I'm give me a rule. rules. And I actually appreciate I'm you being rules, that yeah. type of person where we'll say, Listen, I'm not going to put my rules on you. I'm not the this judge. This is my thing. I'm not the judge. You got to do your thing. I think that's a smart way to approach it. Ladies and gentlemen. But you can't go wrong if you trust God. I know that much. Boom. That's. I mean, that was a solid. That's. See how you put it on. You know, you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong if you trust God, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but I do know that there are some people out there that trust God. And maybe... What we have to start understanding is that uh, our personal gain is not what this whole thing is about. Ooh, you just said something, Doc. Because when we start to look at it that way... That might be your cross to bear. That might be your cross to bear. This might be what you have to, you know, because this, this may be keeping you from something that could be... Crushing you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you could have somebody who pleases you more, but in other areas that are way more detrimental to your marriage. Ooh, I'm just telling you guys, it's this not, is some deep stuff, kid. Not 100. We're going to be back with Christian's intuition and final thoughts. It's RSVP. Yeah. To listen and view Relatively Speaking video podcasts, subscribe to the YouTube channel, RSV Podcasts, also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast and Radio Public. Join the RSV Podcast Facebook group to join in on the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's RSVP. We tried to do the best that we could with this discussion and this conversation. And, you know, we want to try to leave you with something uh, to kind of help you out with this. Christian's intuition. <laughs> what do you got, man? Give these people something, man. Man, this is season 10. This is the season finale. How do you close off this episode? Whew. I'm brought to this scripture, which is... Um, to me, the most important scripture about sex and the Bible. Uh, you can read this on your own. It comes from 1 Corinthians 6, verses 18 and 20. It says, flee sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Every other sin that a person commits is outside the body. But the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Mm. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? This is the part that might really mess a lot of you up, especially the people who we're just talking about. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Sheesh. I don't know how to say that any better than it just said. First of all, consider this. Yes, you want to be happy. Yes, you want to be satisfied. Yes, you want to feel good. Consider this. 
The God who made you and made the entire universe has established that every other wrong thing you do, you do outside of yourself. Mm. When you have sex, you are literally sinning against your own body. What does that even mean? I don't even know. All I know is it doesn't sound good. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price. I want you to consider this concept. Next time you say, I'm not being satisfied. I'm not getting what I want. I'm not. How much was your life? How much, how much is your life valued at? Because that life was purchased and is now the temple for something greater than your desires and something greater than your wishes and your vision for your marriage or your relationship. So I think the root <coughs> of a lot of this stuff that we're talking about and a lot of the problems that people have when it comes to the bedroom and intercourse is selfishness. And we were just talking about this. It might be your cross to bear to have to endure something that wasn't ideal for you or something that you never saw. Mm. I know that's something as I get older that I'm learning is that the ideal, perfect woman that I always said, I'm not getting married till I get this. I'm not getting married till I get this. When I start to, when I start to take the pressure and the expectations off of my desires and my wishes and what I want, it now opens up the field for a lot of different candidates that I, I would have never considered at a young wow. age. So. I'm recognizing that my life is not my own, that I have a bigger purpose, that I have things to fulfill, and I need to be attached to somebody who is going to help me fulfill my purpose and not my lustful desires. Sheesh. Ladies and gentlemen, as we close out a season of RSVP, it just got me to think about all of the episodes that we have done combined together in one, mm -hmm. uh, that there's something that has been standing out within me that I'm noticing that I'm pushing a little bit more, and that is that we as humans have to stop being so selfish. Mm -hmm. uh, I think about why I was so hard on the pastor spending the money and the support in black businesses and all these episodes that we've had, and there's just a selfishness that we have where we tend to operate on what's in it for me. And because God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways, mm. uh, a lot of times when we try to understand why God has us doing certain things or going through certain things, there has to be a point where we have to step back and say, okay, God, you God, and I ain't never really going to be able to figure out all the nuances of what you got going on at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, I just believe that you know, certain people that even though you work hard and, and you continue to push forward at whatever talent you think you have, uh, you're never going to be rich. And I think that we tend to miss God on that because mm -hmm. we like, well, if I work and I do this and I do that, I should be on the stage and I should be getting the accolades and I should be getting the money. And it was a lot of eyes that got a guy thrown out of heaven for that. And so when you start thinking like, well, I should be getting this, and how come that person is, you know, they're not doing as good as I'm doing, or they out here wilding, but they getting the woman, or they getting the man, or they getting the money, and I'm reminded of something where the Bible says, and y'all know I don't really do the whole quote and scriptures on here, but it says not to store up your treasures here, mm -hmm. right? So it may not happen for you down here in the way that you think it's supposed to happen. 
It may not come out the way you think it's supposed to come out down here yeah. because of your own personal desires and your own personal wants and your own personal I wishes and things like that. But in the end, at the end of the day, if you are a spiritual person, that trust that should, should be in God that, you know, that good and faithful servant, well done, is what you're really looking for in the end. And, you know, I, I just think that if we start operating on that level and we start thinking on that level, uh, we will start to, you know, connect a couple of these dots where we get lost on. Uh, I'm King. I'm Christian. This has been season one, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate all your support. Thank y'all, And man. we will be back with season two. This ain't the end. RSVP. See you later.